Welcome to Crab Takes and Football. This is what the Baltimore Sports Report does. I'm TK, joined by Andrew Holly. Holly, it's uh, it's looking like a very merry Christmas in Baltimore. How you doing? Pretty well, man. Pretty well. Yeah, there's still some snow out here in the ground in my uh, front yard. Faces north, so it doesn't, you know, get a ton of sun. And uh, it, uh, you know, little little shades of a white Christmas maybe in the next couple of days. Although it's supposed to get pretty warm tomorrow, so I think the reality of that is 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 slim to none. But but yeah, not too bad. I'm ready for a nice Christmas. How about you? Yeah, doing well. Gonna go see the in-laws and be safe. But uh, nice. yeah, it's gonna get like close to 60s uh, in in New York here, which is which is a little strange. But uh, yeah, we're gonna get a ton of rain, which is yeah. not the kind of Christmas weather you're looking for. No. But uh, it's all good. Um, we're here on Festivus, December 23rd, and uh, the Ravens beat the Jacksonville well, we'll Jaguars. We'll air our grievances, right? Yes, yes. And then we'll finish the episode with Feats of Strength. Yes, which unfortunately, it's a podcast. You guys won't be able to see those, but trust you'll me, just have to it's going to be amazing. It's going to yeah, be amazing. You'll, you'll just have to believe us. Uh, the Ravens beat the Jacksonville Jaguars pretty handily, 40-14 to 14 on Sunday. Um, moved to nine and five, dropped the Jaguars to one and 12 and in line for the number one overall pick. Um, so that is good news for the Jags. Um, yeah, I mean, this may not be the longest episode we ever have. There's not much to say. I think the Ravens were, were in pretty, pretty dominant control of this game throughout. Um, but we will still go through our segments, give out a game ball, talk about our pop of the week, and look forward to week 16. Isn't that crazy? Week 16 yeah, already. Already. Uh, as we face the New York Giants um, in another very key game, not just for the Ravens, but also for the Giants trying to keep pace in the NFC East. So uh, let's talk about this game. Let's start with the offense. Um, Pretty much firing on all cylinders uh, against the Jags. Yeah, I would I would certainly say so. I mean, Lamar with, you know, basically 300 total yards and three touchdowns, you know, I mean, or four touchdowns, excuse me, you know, mm-hmm. so. Four total, yeah. I, yeah, four total. So, okay, great. I mean, but that's also what we, you know, that's what we expect him to do we expected this um, yes. against the Jags of course there was a pretty bad interception which you know we're gonna get um that's part of Lamar's game right now unfortunately are not necessarily the turnovers but certainly underthrown or overthrown passes are definitely unfortunately part of his game you know not not that they're they're a detriment necessarily um with the right receivers because I mean as we've seen with guys like uh, Mark Andrews or even a Des Bryant. I mean, you know, if you increase that cash radius, I mean, he's that 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 uh, you know pinpoint control he may not have isn't so bad. But but other than that, I I, I digress a little bit here. But um, you know, yeah, pretty pretty decent decent game from the offense. Yeah, for sure. And and like you said, I mean, it's it's pretty much expected. We knew that the offense was was going to heat up a little bit uh, because of a uh, kind of declining uh, 
quality of defense that they're facing. Uh, the Cowboys defense, we put up 34 points. The Browns defense, we put up 47. Uh, and the Jags, we just put up 40. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that early interception, you know, obviously the, the, he was uh, – the defense made up for it but with, with the safety. But, you know, outside of that, I, I was pretty impressed with Lamar. You know, getting him on the move early, I think, was really effective. That, that mm-hmm. first pass as he was moving out to his right, and then the second pass uh, as he was moving out to his left and found Marquise Brown – and it seems as though he is heating up a little bit as well. Um, you know, put the put the drops behind him uh, from from last Monday night and, and had a really nice game and, um, you know, got Mark Andrews involved. And the one name that was kind of missing was Willie Sneed, which I was a little bit surprised by. You know, he didn't have a catch, but, uh, you know, it was working through the air. Lamar was extremely efficient. He was seven, 17 of 22. And then, of course, the ground game, he put up almost 160 yards. Uh, J.K. Dobbins leads the way again with 14 carries and almost five yards a pop. So, I mean, not much to complain about on this side of the ball. Uh, the offensive line seems to be gelling. And even as that kind of rotation continues at right tackle, uh, those other four spots have settled in quite nicely Ben Powers continues to impress. Bradley Bozeman continues to impress. And, of course, Orlando Brown Jr. coming off his first Pro Bowl selection uh, very much deserves that. I'll tell you what, man. We say it every week. That guy's making himself some money. I mean, and hopefully it's going to be from the Ravens. I mean, you'd, you'd think bookend tackles for a guy like Lamar Jackson would be a priority. Um, so you got to hope we've got the, the cap room for it. Um, but man, is that guy worth every penny he's going to make, uh, for whoever ends up signing him long-term. Um, and good for him. I mean, I couldn't be happier for the guy for all intents and purposes. He seems to be a a great kid. And I, you know, it's funny a little bit earlier before we started recording, I was reading some blurb about how he wore some t-shirt with Farrah Fawcett on it. Um, and I don't know if it's one of the fam- the famous picture I'm thinking of, but he apparently just thought it was quote-unquote fly and didn't even know who she was and was walking around and apparently everybody over 40 was like, oh my God, Farrah Fawcett, that's wow. That's <laughs> that is one of the best, you know, whatever. And of course, now he knows who she is. So, well, uh, yeah. I found that story hilarious when I read it earlier. But anyway, uh, we I, I keep digressing, but just fantastic player that he is. And and I agree completely. The, the offensive line really is gelling quite well. I, I definitely still am concerned about the right tackle situation and the fact that we keep having the flip-flop between Fluker and Phillips. I would really like for them to you know, for better or worse, just make a decision and stick with it for the game. Um, I, I mean, maybe that's, a, I, I don't know. What do you, are you happy with that? Or, I mean, I guess it, if it's successful, I mean, whatever. Well, yeah, I guess the problem is I don't really see either one of them playing well enough to like yeah. take or earn that spot. And, you know, of course, Tyree Phillips had the awesome fumble recovery recovery in the run, but like that doesn't really earn you a 
No, that right doesn't make spot. me say, gosh, you need to be the right tackle. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, maybe we have a short yardage back on our hands, but. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> There's another Project Pat, you know. Right. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't love it. It's, it's, maybe it's a little nitpicky. I just. No, I hate it. How ma- I mean, how I many, don't think it's nitpicky like, at all. I hate it. How many playoff contenders have Nobody ever happened does that. with a. Yeah, with a rotation at, at a tackle spot. Come know? on. You need um, you need stability at the tackle spot. You can't. At any offensive line position. I don't care if it's, you know, one of the, you of course have to have it at center, but I don't care if it's one, one of the guard positions either. I mean, you just can't rotate offensive linemen like you can with any other position outside of quarterback. And even quarterback can be rotated depending on how you handle it. Um, but anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. Yeah. Um, let's see. The other thing, maybe maybe a small concern, something to, to keep an eye on, is a couple couple errant snaps from Pat McCary. Uh, you know, the, the one late yeah. with, to uh, Tyler Huntley uh, was, was not great. You don't love to see that. And then he had one that was a little low in a, an awkward spot for Lamar to catch. Uh, of course, Lamar is Lamar and, and made a positive play out of it. But uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, don't don't love to see that. That's one of the reasons uh, Skurl lost his job as the starting yeah. center. But, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully that's just kind of an aberration and you can get back to business uh, against the you gotta Giants. You got to wonder how high uh, – I'm sorry to speak, speak over you there, but you got to wonder how high center is going to end up being – uh, on our list of off-season priorities, with the with the rotations. I mean, not that I mean I like McCarry overall. I mean, so I mean if we went with him, I would not be upset with that. But finding ourselves an anchor center that we really haven't had since Matt Burke. You know, I mean, let's face it. Am I missing someone? Yeah, I mean, Jeremy Zuda was here for a couple of years, but he wasn't yeah. a stalwart. I wouldn't call him an anchor. Yeah, no. He, he was the he was the other, like, multi-year guy. But, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. And, and uh, it's certainly possible. I believe it will be uh, on the needs list because I think there are some options in the draft uh, of, of highly regarded centers. Um so, yeah, I mean, we we could see there is something there, but I think um, rolling into next year with Stanley Bozeman, McCary, Powers, and uh, Orlando Brown Jr. I mean, that's a that's a oh, legit five. Seriously, uh, that's a really good five. So, I mean, overall with that group, uh, pretty pleased. And then you get uh, guys like Phillips, who could also challenge for for a left guard spot if Bozeman wants to slide over to center. Uh, because he was a center in college and, you know, ends up playing guard in the NFL. But, um, you know, so he does have some experience there. So, you know, there's some options. Yeah, and, even a you know, Ben Bredesen. Ben Bredesen, um, yes. So Who certainly has, has, I would imagine, has a lot of trust from the Harbaugh end of things, you know, just having been a Michigan guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but And at least from the press clippings we've read about the kid. But uh, but anyway, uh, we'll uh, we'll certainly see. But yeah, I, 
I, I, you know, I would almost like to see us go with a veteran if we add a center. I don't want to see us get a first round center and have him be a guy that's got to grow into the offense. I mean, I'd like to find someone. I know the cap is always going to be a problem there, but, you know, someone who's, you know, maybe a, a cap cut somehow or some, you know, one of those kind of guys that can somehow come in and just be that veteran presence at center for us, like Burke was, uh, maybe a little younger than Burke was at the time that we got him, but someone that that's a little bit established that we know what we're going to get. And maybe it's not the, the greatest center that's ever played, but that perfect anchor to the, to that offensive line. Cause let's face it, it's not like Burke was a hall of fame center. I don't think, I mean, he's a very good center. I mean, yeah, he'd made the pro bowl a few times. Yeah. I mean, great career. I mean, I, mm-hmm. that's not to, to, to take anything away from him, but you know, we don't necessarily need the guy to be, you know, Ronnie Stanley of centers. We just need to make sure, or or Yanda of centers, or however you want to put it. Um, I just, I just, I think that would work best with where we are as a team um, for next year. But I don't. I mean, we're talking about season ahead at this point. Let's talk about yep. the Ravens now. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take it back. Matt Burke was a lot better than I thought. Two-time All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler. So, really? very good player. Okay. Well, is, yeah. All, yeah. is that Hall of Fame worthy as a center? Am I Am I being... Am I Am I not giving him the credit he deserves there? Maybe it's hard not. To say I, I would have to... Moment. Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I would have to look into it. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. That, that would... You gotta find somebody that kind of lines up with the window here. And, um... You know, like you said, I am comfortable with McCarry if he's able to clean up those snaps. I think certainly for this year, this this group of, you know, five or six it has been really solid the past several weeks. So very pleased at how things have settled in there. Uh, I think the yeah. wideouts, Boykin is is seemingly playing with a lot more confidence. Of course, our guy Des Bryant got his first touchdown catch in about three years. Uh, finally Absolutely. got to throw up the X. You know, I thought that was an awesome play by him working back to the ball and going down and making the catch. Uh, so really happy for him. You know, he, he had a great moment with Harbaugh uh, on the sideline. So, um, yeah, great to see him back. Great to see him getting involved. Absolutely. Uh, great to see him off that weird COVID list stint that he had. Ugh. And um, We need you know, to see more. I can't wait to see more. It's like we keep getting these little tastes. Not that I expect this Bryant to be our savior, but but he could, just by doing a little, he could do a lot for the Ravens offense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a key third down completion here and there. I mean, you know, that's that's really what makes a huge difference. A couple and, uh, red zone, big red yep. zone possessions, even if it's not a touchdown, you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So as he gets keep, continues to get himself involved, uh, you know, that'll be a really nice, uh, you know, really nice development for, for the Ravens offense. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, you mentioned him at the beginning, leading the way with 14 carries. He gets to the edge so easily, and his balance is so good that, man, it, it is like you know, other guys like, would get strung out. The turbo button. Yeah. It, it, you man. know, you watch him get to the edge, and you're thinking, yeah, they're going to get him. And suddenly he goes, 
and like cuts up the corner. I mean, it's it's not quite like Lamar. I mean, Lamar's got that just different way, you know. Yeah, whether it's, it's almost yeah. like everybody else is in slow mo, but you know the but J.K. Dobbins has that typical, you know, what we're used to seeing on the football field as far as that turbo button where you just go, wow. You know, they get to that edge and they get it. I mean, we haven't seen somebody like that since Ray Rice. Yeah, and they're tr- they're starting to uh, work in this nice, like, jet sweep kind of action with him. Yeah. So he already has a, a head of steam going, and he can get to the edge. Or, like, even if they try to string him out, he's able to stick his foot in the ground and cut up field. It's really mm-hmm. impressive to see him watch, uh, run um, not just outside, but also between the tackles because – he has some wild jump cuts as well. I mean, he's got the full package <laughs> as a running back. He really you know, he does, loves. and we we need to see him on the field more and more. There's no question. Yeah, and, and it's definitely he's taken control of, of that backfield. Uh, even with Gus Edwards' uh, involvement, you know, he's still leading the way uh, with mm-hmm. carries, with snaps, and we saw Mark Ingram was a, a healthy scratch this week. Um, so you know, something that we talked about a little bit after the Browns game, uh, the Ravens were able to activate another corner, but, um, yeah, I just want to make sure I'm right on this, on the snaps thing, but yeah, Dobbins is playing over half the snaps now. So, um, you know, he's definitely taking control back there and yeah, exactly. As, as he should, you know, they're, they're getting him the ball. They're getting him involved. They're also having these awesome packages with him and Edwards on the field at the same time, which, uh, which is really cool. You know, they're they're able to do some of those you know, that sweep action, like I said, and some other fakes and options with Edwards. Uh, Edwards releasing down the field on a wheel route as a deep threat. You see that? Yeah, that was pretty cool. You know, showing off the full skill set there. But um, yeah, those two backs, man, they're they're looking pretty sharp. And and uh, they are. You know, behind that offensive line, you know, they're just gonna grind teams out and. Uh, you know, and looking we need good to for, involve for them more in the passing push. game. You know, I'm yeah, sorry, that's I, the keep, thing. I keep talking over you there, but you know, we we need to keep doing that because I mean, with especially without the the other tight end options, I mean, you know, we have to involve them in the in the passing game to be that release valve option um, or first option, quite frankly, because depending on how they run it to play, I mean, shoot, Dobbins could be our best best receiver on the field but you know i it's yeah i i mean it's it's great to see them both involved like that and it's good to see them get a little bit inventive and and do some things we haven't been seeing because obviously they need to get a little bit more creative yeah and and in the case of dobbins like passing him the ball doesn't need to be designed like it would be nice if he had Mm -hmm. some design touches like that but even on checkdowns and things like that, we've seen him make people miss, and we've seen him, you know, be yep. able to run for the first down after the catch. Um, so yeah, I mean, just adding that dimension to the offense as well, uh, you know, as, as the as the safety valve. Um, yeah, and getting you know, Lamar comfortable with him as the safety right. valve. Right. Because um, let's right. face it, the better J.K. Dobbins plays, the more. Lamar is going to want to give him the ball because he's going to be like, oh, yeah, my boy's getting hot. You right. know, whether that be, you know, handing off the ball or whatever. 
I mean, he's going to get fired up to start, you know, tossing the ball off to, to J, JK, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun to see that, that develop and hopefully it continues to. Right. I mean, we don't have to, you know, press those intermediate or long throws. It's okay to check mm-hmm. it down and let him run after the catch. Um, you know, and op- just opening up that, that next level of, of the passing game, that, that even shorter game uh, than some of the intermediate passes. But yeah, I mean, it, like he's been, he's been fantastic and he's, he's really fun to watch. And just the way that he gets around the corner is, is really, really yeah. impressive. Um, let's see. We, and they we mentioned- did mention it, I think, who, mm-hmm. were the, who were the commentators on Sunday? Um, somebody, I, I forget who the, uh, the color guy was. But they mentioned that a few times. How, you know, it looked like Dobbins, you're thinking, you're watching this guy play, thinking, oh, yeah, because he's going to get tackled. And then suddenly he just hits that other gear, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that's exciting. And speaking of the commentators, did you hear the, like, the mouthpiece conversation they were having about Lamar? And like uh, how he puts in the I, mouth, I mouthpiece late. That slightly re, re, remind me exactly. No, I, I was down. I was gonna ask you if you understood what he was talking about. Uh, like he gets in the mouthpiece late, and that might tip oh, off. Oh, it's like so, like yeah. something like. Yeah, it was it was something about how when he's given the cadence out, and he's calling things out, it he puts his mouthpiece in before he you know, calls for the ball. So, you know, it it was somewhat of a tell, you know, if he's going to sit there and try to get people to, you know, jump or something like that. Oh, okay. Or if they're trying to time his snap in some way, he was, it was pretty clear that he puts the mouthpiece in and then, huh, you know, so... Got it. It was an interesting pickup, and then they they noticed, of course, later that you know that I guess they had said something to Harbaugh, and uh, he wasn't doing that as much anymore. Interesting. All right, yeah, because I don't know, maybe maybe I was just wasn't paying attention, but I just saw a lot of mouthpiece talk, and I was like, what is what yeah. are they talking about? Did his mouthpiece fall off or something? But yeah, okay, all right, I guess that makes sense. Interesting, interesting point. Because um, the thing is, it's he like a, also it's like wears a, pitcher a very telling his different pitches. mouthpiece from the from a standard quarterback because he's such mm-hmm. a runner. You know, right. he's got that big, thick mouthpiece on. You know, that right. a running back might have, where you know a regular quarterback probably doesn't have that massive thing, so they can sit there and just have their little little you know standard mouthpiece where he's got to put in that big thing because he could be running around and taking, taking hits. Right. Right. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, all right. Anything else to add on the offense? Um, like I said, pretty, you know, pretty, really. yeah, pretty much hitting on all cylinders right now against these lesser defenses, which is what you want to see. I think there would have been uh, a lot more to talk about if the Ravens hadn't scored 40 points, but, uh, yeah. You know, that's kind of how it goes. Uh, okay, let's flip it over to the defense. Uh, the defense allows 14 points against the Jags, uh, pretty much in cruise control um, from the very start. 
Uh, they start the game with a safety of Matt Judon sack. And uh, like I said, kind of put it in cruise control from there. Let the pass rush, let the pass rush get after it. Let, uh, you know, let the guys in the back cover and, uh, you know, anything, anything specific you want to, you want to add in here because there are a couple um, things I wanted to mention. You know, not really other than it just annoyed me that they scored it all. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, the, you know, Robinson made a fantastic play on the touchdown mm-hmm. catch. That was a great but throw, that too. Said, but that said, come on. Like, we we can't let crap like that beat us. Um, not that they beat us, but they beat us on that play. Um, I don't know. I, I, that, this should have been a shutout for the defense. So that, that I don't want to be too critical, but that would be my my comment about the defense. I mean, otherwise, I mean, great job by Ngakwe. You know, I, I mean, nice to see him show up and, and start doing finally what we got, asked him to do. Yep, finally know. got in the stat sheet. Yeah. Wolf, Wolf getting his first sack. You know, Queen getting the sack. I mean, that was all nice. Um, you know, and like you said, the safety was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the Jags are terrible. Yes, they are. And, uh, you know, at least there were some good things to point out. You mentioned a few of them. I think they did a nice job handling James Robinson, who's had a really nice year running the ball. So that's good. Yeah, I didn't realize um, he was leading all rookies with uh, in yards. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, he's been really good. You know, and like hold him to 65 yards on the ground. I'm sorry, 35 yeah. yards on the ground on 16 carries. Uh, so they did a really nice job there. I thought that the defensive line was really good, especially Brandon Williams. Um, I thought he was super active uh, on the very first play. He was like six yards deep in the backfield and unfortunately got too far in the backfield because Robinson ran right by him. But, you know, he was all over the place making plays, shoving guys around. Um, I th- also thought Brandon his... Williams almost seems like a new player. Am I yeah, he's wrong like in saying that? Yeah. Yeah, he's like moved back to his nose tackle spot, and I think that's yeah. been really good for him. And he looked really good uh, from what I could see on Sunday. Justin Matabike was had another good game, um, doing the same thing, just being like very aggressive and like he just seems. We've said it before on the on the podcast. He seems like the next like Plays very like good. Yeah, yeah, like hard nosed, aggressive, tough defensive lineman, and uh, you know he's kind of growing into that role, which is really nice. Um, you mentioned Derek Wolf was good again. Uh, Ngakwe got on the stat sheet, finally got a couple sacks and the forced fumble against his former team, and I know that he is uh, pretty pleased about that. Um, Patrick Queen, another sack. He was pretty active. But like you said, uh, on the James Robinson uh, touchdown catch, we've seen it for a couple weeks in a row now that uh, running back, against our linebackers in coverage it it could potentially be a problem and uh, that becomes the case with some of these better teams in the AFC Um, you know we got you know Clyde uh, Hilaire Edwards Edwards Hilaire Edwards Hilaire sorry Edwards Hilaire Uh, the Chiefs coming he's probably going to be coming off of IR Um, see who else am I missing they also have Le'Veon Bell who's getting a a bigger role in the Chiefs offense the Bills have Singletary and Moss 
So, I mean, there's and, – and, of course, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb for the Browns. So yeah. there's some challenges uh, out there that uh, at the running back spot that are that our linebackers haven't matched up the best against, and uh, you know they've gotten beaten a couple times in the just the past few weeks. So yeah, I mean it's tough to do, but uh, that's something that that needs to be addressed. Maybe get a safety on them instead, and you know yeah. change up a scheme or or something like that. But um, we've seen that vulnerability exploited uh a little a little more frequently recently and, yeah i don't um, i don't have much more to add i mean i'm i'm sorry to, to just be quiet there but i think uh, yeah speechless yeah. by my by my analysis. speechless i know i'm, I'm rendered speechless I, I, I first don't know, time i don't know what else what else to say yeah let's see depth corners they're okay. I mean, I mean, it's hard I, I to get much out I, of the game. It, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard for me to look at any of the next three games really, and get too excited about anything other than let's get guys hot for the playoffs. That's really yeah. It, okay, so know? let's 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 get into that. Let's let's figure out if let's, we let's, make um, the playoffs. Quite frankly, man. Yeah, let's finish up our segments real quick, and let's get yeah. into next week, and, and let's even talk about week 17. Um, okay, so game ball. Uh, who are you giving your game ball to? Actually, I'm giving my game ball to Des Bryant. Welcome welcome again, Des, to uh, Baltimore, your first touchdown as a Raven, hopefully the first of, of many more to come this season, and, and maybe next. All right, yep, throw up the X for him. Uh, I'm yes, going to go sir. with another receiver, Marquise Brown. Um, six catches for 98 yards. I thought he looked really good. Um, you know, he did kind of more of what we expected from him. He caught the short passes. He caught passes and got the yards after the catch. He caught the deep shot from Lamar. The only thing he didn't do was score a touchdown, but he did what uh, you would want your first-round pick to do. And... Uh, I don't know. You know left, I'm left the drops at behind first him. Round picks out there, TK, and they're uh, they're doing a lot more than uh, than Mr. Uh, Mr. Brown. I I, I, well, I need to see this. I mean, I need to see a score with these numbers. I need to see something that makes me go, man, this guy wants it. We took you over AJ Brown. We took you I th- over. TK I think Metcalf. he. I think he was good, man. And no drops. He, had, he caught the deep shot. He had the yards after the catch on, on the early completion. He had that second first down. I thought he I looked know. good. I mean, he, he left those drops behind him. He had that huge touchdown last week. He had the touchdown against the Steelers. I think he's I eaten up a little bit. I, I think he's eaten up a little bit. I hope, uh, but I need to keep seeing it before I'm you know, they too got, excited. They tried to get him involved on the jet sweep action on that little pop pass, and that didn't go for much. But keep that in mind for, for the future uh, play calls because not only do defenses have to pay attention to that, but uh, you know he does have that ability to get around that corner and make something happen. So my game ball goes to Marquise Brown. I think that's your overreaction of the week. Is that uh, that's a ill-advised yes. game ball? Yes, it okay. is absolutely. It is. I respectfully disagree. Um, I, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. I mean, are we, go, are we moving on? I mean, do you want me to expand on that or yeah, are go we, for it. Go for yeah, it I, do my you know, I just, 
it, I just don't see, I haven't seen anything yet from this guy that makes me go, yeah. I, I know that's, that's very subjective and there's not, I mean, you look at his numbers and obviously he had a nice game. But let me put it this way. Mr. Marquise is no longer Hollywood and he still is not Hollywood for me. And he's nowhere near becoming Hollywood. I'll acknowledge maybe he had an okay game. But we were playing the Jags. I mean, this guy is supposed to be, you know, the man. <clears throat> it's you're, you're supposed to at least get a touchdown out of this game. I don't think that's a lot to ask. The Jaguars are 1-12. And, and this guy is supposed to be, you know, our number one receiver. Well, you know what? Yeah. Our number one receiver, this is the game you're supposed to have. 170 yards and two touchdowns. Well, I mean, if Lamar makes a better throw on that first drive, he's got 130 yards and a touchdown because he was wide open and Lamar he got rid of it late. He underthrew it. And, uh, you know, he's got to give his receiver a chance. Uh, so I'm not going to put that one on, on Marquise. But, um, yes, he has not yet worked his way back to Hollywood. Uh, he's still Marquise to me. But, I did like what I saw out of him this game. And, uh, you know, like I said, if he continues to heat up, you know, he's got a tough, tough matchup next week against uh, James Bradbury of the Giants. But, um, you know, if he can make some plays there, then, then uh, you know, that, that meter starts to take a little bit close, closer back to Hollywood for me if he can make some plays against the Giants too. Um, my overreaction of the week is that – Tyler Huntley is going to be the backup quarterback next year. I think that uh, he showed the arm strength. He showed the speed with his legs. Um, and, you know, that those 11 snaps were enough to me to, to anoint him the backup. I think that uh, he will overtake both McSorley and RG3 in the offseason. You know, you I like that, that take. I, 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 I like that quite a bit. I mean, I... I know it probably is an overreaction and in some respects, but as much as I liked what I've seen from McSorley so far, I think Huntley really does fit this offense quite well as a guy that can mimic Lamar. And, you know, and, and I think, you know, McSorley can do that too. But, you know, having both he and Huntley, I think will be very good next year. I, I certainly don't see us keeping, keeping RG3. I think he's, He's played his probably last football for the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, I just really see Huntley as a quality backup. You can run some of the same stuff. Maybe not as dynamic, but on that long run you saw, and even on the on the on the fumble with a bad snap that uh that got called back, unfortunately, you see the the dynamic running ability. You know, he was banged up in college, so you didn't see that as much, but he does have some juice. And, uh, you know, that, that was pretty cool to see. So uh, happy for Huntley to make his debut, the fourth Ravens quarterback to play this year. Generally, that's really bad news. And you would think that, uh, you know, it's a 1-12 in 12 team, just like the Jags. But um, just happened to work uh, out that uh, way this year. COVID. Yep, yep. That's just how it works out sometimes. And the year of uh, diarrhea, I guess. Yeah, cramps. Yep, yeah. cramps. Right. Okay. Uh, pop of the week. Go ahead. I gotta go, with Tyree Phillips. I mean, just the whole. I you if if anyone out there has not watched it yet, 
you've got to go on YouTube and watch the the mic'd up of John Harbaugh watching Tyree Phillips and his reaction to his angry run down mm-hmm. the field once he picked up that ball. I and his ball security really was fantastic. Um, so you really can't be that upset. I don't know that I want to see him do that again, but at least if he ever does do it, you can say, well, you, you, you at least need to trust that he's probably going to secure the ball. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, that was, uh, what was it, a third down, and the fumble recovery. Uh, that was really cool. He got up to 13.03. And, and he gets the first. Right, right, converts the first down. Man, that was that was awesome. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that, but that was that was pretty cool, and I'm I'm happy for him. He, you know, he unfortunately he went into concussion protocol after that, but uh, hopefully he'll be he'll be cleared to play on Sunday. Um, my pop of the week is going to go to a guy that I mentioned before, Brandon Williams. Uh, like I said, he was very active and he absolutely hammered Lavisca Chenault on on a carry. Uh, Chenault was running off the left side and spun back towards the middle of the field, which turned out to be a very bad idea for him. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Williams gobbled him up and uh, you know got elicited a uh, a quite a strong reaction from the sideline. So that's going to be my pop of the week. All right, if you don't have anything to add about week fifteen, let's move on nope. to week sixteen and week seventeen. New York. Giants are, are the Ravens' next opponent, and they're an interesting team because they are vying for a playoff spot with a absolutely horrendous record. They're at five and nine, but sit at second in the NFC East. They are a team that has a questionable offense. You know, they do have the ability to run the ball, and they have a pretty good defense. You know, top 12, 12-ish defense in the league. So. Man, all right, what are we looking for here? Five and 19, you know, not great, but maybe a little bit feisty. You know, how are you looking at this game going in? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit interesting. I mean, as you said, their defense is better than you might expect for their record. I mean, it's a pretty terrible division that they've played in all year. Um, So, I mean, they might give the Ravens a little bit of fight. Certainly, you want to see the defense totally dominate that offense, but... You know, it'll be nice, like I said, some of what you hope for with these remaining games, should the Ravens follow through and get to the playoffs, you know, and of course, to do that, they need to win out. So in the process of that, you would hope that we could get, you know, J.K. Dobbins, get Lamar, certainly running the ball, if not also throwing the ball, get them hot, get that offense kind of churning So were that team kind of like maybe Tennessee was last year that suddenly at the end of the season really went off and then they make a run in the playoffs? Yeah, no, absolutely. I I completely agree. This is the time to do it. You know, I've said several times on the podcast before, beat the teams that you should beat and crush the teams that you should crush. Uh, The Giants are closer to that group of, you know, crushing the teams that you should crush in my eyes right now i'm looking at uh espn and they have the spread at 11 so the ravens are favored by 11 points so you know two scores there is what what they're saying uh the ravens should beat the giants by and i think that's probably pretty accurate you know i think daniel jones is coming off his injury 
And, uh, you know, he's got the speed, but, you know, he does have a propensity to turn the ball over. Their offensive line gives up a ton of pressure. So he, again, has the propensity to turn the ball over. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a feast game for this pass rush. I hope, you know, if uh, Yannick Ngakwe can stay hot and be that hot pass rusher going into the playoffs, uh, that would be a really, really good sign for the defense as well. Oh, yeah, big time. And, and, and oh, you know what? I'll add, add your boy Judon to that list. Um, mm-hmm. His big safety over the weekend. You know, so, I mean, get both of those guys going. I mean, let's let's really get some different dynamic on this defense. Not only, you know, offensively, as we would hope, but defensively. I mean, let's get some of these, you know, newer parts and pieces healthier, guys like Calais Campbell, so we can get them in get them firing after the passer and, and just really fire up this defense and, and give the offense maybe a little bit of, of, of a lift. I mean, not that I'm trying to point fingers on, at the defense in any way, but let's get that defense back on a roll. So then when, when those bad things happen on offense, we can get back to feeling okay about the defense taking over. Yep, for sure. And I think a big part of that defense um you know, rounding back into shape is getting some of these starters back in the lineup. So I'm going to do my bulletin board material here, and I'm going to put the uh, the Ravens training staff on the bulletin board because uh, today's injury report is a little lengthy, and I just want to list out the guys that did not participate in practice today. Des Bryant, Calais Campbell, Anthony Levine, Pernell McPhee, Marcus Peters, Tyree Phillips, Matt Skura, Jimmy Smith, Christian Welch, and then Pat Ricard was a limited participant. So that is Calais Campbell, Pernell McPhee up front who get a ton of key snaps. Marcus Peters and Jimmy Smith, of course, are number two and number three corners. Getting those guys healthy and ready to rock is going to be extremely key to getting this defense back to where we expect to see them and, you know, dominating offenses like the Giants. So uh, if those guys can be out on the field on Sunday, then, uh, you know, I, I do expect that performance that, that, you're, referring, that you're referring to and really uh, heating up and, and being in a good spot to uh, head into the playoffs. Do you have somebody for the bulletin board? I do, Mister Mister Quote Unquote. How do I want to say it? I, I I guess I'll call him Hollywood for this for this point. <laughs> but maybe we need to we need to call him like and Encino Brown or something like that. Where's a? I need to come up with a good uh, good city in uh, California that we can add to his name that isn't quite Hollywood. What's one of um, Like Culver City? Isn't that close to Hollywood? Well, Culver City's not bad. That's that's <laughs> not bad. We, we can maybe go with that. Col- Culver City Brown. I kind of like right. that. That has a good ring to it. But but anyway, um, you know, I, okay. You got a few catches. You had 98 yards. That's all nice and dandy. But you need to do this now for over the over a longer stretch. You need to continue to show us that you care about the Ravens and actually being a good football player and maybe living up to the fact that you were a first round pick. So I expect to see more. I expect to see you dominate against these next two teams. So, Mr. Culver City, I expect you to be better than you have. Even when you have a good game, I expect you to be better. 
So you will continue to be on my bulletin board for the foreseeable future. For the foreseeable future. All right. Man, you are a hater. I am. You're just not, not a fan of Mr. Marquise Brown. What if I told you he's having a better season this year than he did last year? I hope he is. Because he he didn't have a, doesn't have a screw in his foot anymore. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, let me see. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, okay. That being said, do you want to get into a prediction? Um, I'm gonna say twenty-eight to ten, Raven. Okay, I got I got thirty-one seventeen. Um. The the thing that is a little concerning to me, not concerning, but something to keep an eye on, if Daniel Jones plays, um, he's got some wheels. And we saw it earlier in the season. You know, if we get stuck in man coverage and he's able to escape the pocket, he could really hurt you with his legs. And uh, that seems to be an area in which uh, Ravens defenses have struggled in the past because they blitz so much and they play man on the back end. And that just opens thing opens up the field uh, for for mobile quarterbacks which jones certainly is so watch out for that and uh yeah i just wanted to mention that because if that happens then i'm definitely going to bring it up next week as uh as one of my other predictions that came right so we go we both have double score or two score wins for the ravens uh in week 16 and i want to give a shout out to my friend jp who is a huge giants fan he has a giants fan instagram account um but he did design our Crab Takes and Football official logo for us. So shout out to JP. We're gonna be setting yeah, up JP. a gonna be setting up a uh, private bet uh, between the two of us. If you Ooh. have any ideas for it, let me know. I think I might mm. ask him to uh, just upload some highlights of the game, or maybe from uh, Super Bowl Thirty Five of the Ravens beating the Giants oh, to his Instagram nice. account. Or something like that, but uh, like that, like that, uh, cool replay of uh, Jermaine Lewis running the kickback where they like kept like yeah. changing the angle. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, that would be like, the first be, time yep. they ever had quote unquote 3D cameras at the Super Bowl, and everybody was like, "Oh wow!" I mean, I remember <laughs> watching that and being like, "Oh, amazing!" Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, yeah. of course, it was awesome that it was Jermaine Lewis running the kickback, and we were freaking killing the Giants in the Super Bowl. But um, yeah, cool moment. That should definitely be, I think, what. what yeah, uh, I, I think that's going to be it. And if he comes to me, this this is how I know if he's listening to the show or not. Um, so, yeah, that JP, or something with the Manning face as his uh, as his avatar. But maybe yeah, he would true. like that. I don't know. You know, you yeah. Certainly. Have an idea of what what he's like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll have to iron out some of these ideas, but let me know if you uh, if you come up with anything else. That's uh, that that'll be what good. What are you willing to do? Should should the unthinkable happen? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I I, well, I guess we don't want to give him any ideas while he's listening. Well, yeah, I'm not going to give him any ideas, and I'm not going to put into energy thinking what if we lose. So, yeah, well, that's a good point. Let's let's yeah, get that so I'll, I'll let, the right now. Yep, I'll let him uh, handle that part, and I, I'll be open to any uh, of his reasonable suggestions. 
Um, all right. Well, with all that said, do you want to sign us off? Well, everybody, it's that time of year. It's We're sitting here recording this podcast on Wednesday the 23rd. You know, I, I think everyone here in 2020 deserves some some nice presents in their stockings on uh, Christmas morning. So with that, I just wish everyone oh, wait. a Merry Holly, Christmas. What, oh, wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's Sorry. our feat of strength? Oh, God. Well, you know. Maybe, we'll maybe some 12-ounce curls? Oh, easily. Easily. You know, or do you know what? I'm going to do actually handstand push-ups on my steps. And I'm going to do four sets. Mm, okay, that's pretty impressive. Are you impressive. down for that? Are you yeah, down that's for that? Impressive. That's my feat of strength. I mean, I'm just trying to be realistic with my choice. Yeah, I live in an apartment in New York City, so I don't have steps. But I will figure out something of equivalent Well, there's difficulty. steps in your apartment building. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You All right, yeah, I'll go for that. You? Yeah, right. All right, I'll have my dog spot me. There you go. Money. We're all, all set, right. dude. I'm telling you. Four yeah, sets. Best if it be four upon sets, us. talk to me. Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. And I'll those listening to this at home, video yourselves doing your handstand push-ups up and down the steps, and, and uh, the person with the best video wins a prize. Just tweet TK. Yep. TK, what's your handle have, again? It's at I-T-S-S-O-C-O-N-T-E-J-U-S, at It's So Contagious. There you go. Fantastic. You go. All right. And with that, why don't you take us out? Because I was already kind of saying Merry Christmas to everybody. So why don't you take us out? Well, Merry Christmas, everybody, to those who uh, celebrate other holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, last week, we forgot to mention that. But uh, Happy Hanukkah to those who absolutely uh, celebrate. And to anybody who celebrates anything else, please be safe this holiday season. Uh, enjoy your time or with your family if you're able to do that. Celebrate football and say, mm-hmm. fuck religion. Excuse me for the F-bomb. But for those that say the heck with religion, you know, and just want to see a good football game let's go ravens right go ravens